Come make me tell you about the things them way at once Back in the days when the dancer used to once When Clint and Lindsay used to bust them make them go on Oliver artist Clint and bring them up America Some never know say Clint and Lindsay Hi, I'm Clint and Lindsay Welcome to another episode of Now You Know I want to thank you all for watching, for subscribing, for spreading the word, for leaving your comments. I'll try to answer as many of your comments as possible. So thank you very much, spread the word, and I really appreciate your support. On this episode, I'm going to take you back to the spring of 1987. I was in my office, got a call from a young man by the name of Chris. He said that the He's a young club selector, lived in Brooklyn, and he wanted to know if I could help him to get some dates in Manhattan. I said, well, you know, let's see what I can do. Uh, we made arrangement for him to come in that Friday afternoon. At the time, he was working on Wall Street, down Water Street, somewhere in that area, uh, in the financial district. Uh, and my office, I think, was like on 27th Street at the time. So we made the appointment and he came in. Came in with his partner, Chetty, I think the guy's name. And uh, his thing was, he was explaining to me that, uh, you know, he listens to me and so on and so on. And he knew of the various people I've helped. And he just wanted to know if I could help him to, to get dates in Manhattan specifically he he was very specific um, the underground he wanted to know if I could help him to get into the underground at the time the underground was the most popular club in New York City I said to him yeah I could I could pull a few strings but Sting International was like the resident DJ of um, the underground and nobody's gonna be you know taking this slot anytime soon so if if I can do anything for you, it would be like to open up, you know, warm up the crowd. Because the underground, by 6 o'clock, most people would leave their work in Manhattan and then go straight to the underground. Instead of going back into the boroughs, instead of going back to the Bronx or to Brooklyn or to Queens, they would just stay in the city and head for the underground. But while he was talking to me, I, I, I was noticing his voice, his diction. And I'm like, oh, this guy, I like how he sound. He has a voice that I wish I had. Now I'm listening to him and, you know, I told him, yes, I will see what, what I can do. I think I told him right there and then that he really had a good voice. And I think radio would be a good uh, opening door for him, stepping stone. And he basically said, I just want to be a selector and, you know, play in the clubs. But I had other intention. Yes, I'll get him in the underground, but I, I think I'm going to try and get this guy on, you know, on the radio with me. By May of the same year, 1987, I said to him, while we wait for some developments from the underground, bring me one of your, your, your cassette with you, how you play your music, how you mix and so on. So he brought the cassette to me. I went on the radio and I played it for about 15 minutes and I asked the listening audience, what they thought of it. And a lot of people say, yeah, I can mix and blah, blah, blah. One guy, I think, suggested that I should make him come in and come into the studio with me and play. I said, okay, that's a good idea. So I invited him in. I said to him, listen, 
uh, I'm going to give you 15 minutes to do your thing. And when he came in that night, he was suggesting he could be my my selector. And I'm like, my selector? I don't need a selector. I mean, and he was trying to tell me, you know, all these other guys have selectors. I'm saying, no, I don't need, I don't need a selector. But my thing is that I wouldn't mind having him as a co-host or, you know, an assistant to me uh, on the program. So when he came in the night and we played, he, he still had 15 minutes and he was just playing music. I introduced him, he was just playing music. At the end of the night, end of his basically audition, people would say, yeah, Mr. Lindsay, keep him. Yeah, man, him good, him like him mix and so on. So I decided, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna let him come in every week for that 15 minutes to do his thing. When I started doing that, I, I kept pushing this thing that I want him to be uh, on the radio. So what I started doing now, he was living in Brooklyn, he used to come in with flyers to be read because he would get, once people, I guess his buddies knew that he was with me on the radio, they would give him a flyer here, a flyer there to read some of the parties. So I, you know, I was reading these flyers, and I, I said to him at one point that, you know, you know these guys and these funny names and the selectors, and so you read these flyers. And he was very reluctant. What I have him start doing also was to take greetings from the listeners, write them down, and he would give them to me, and I would read the greetings. After a while doing that. I said to him, you know, I, I really don't understand your writing. Why don't you read the greetings? My aim at that time was to get him, because we taped the shows, all our shows are taped. And he would hear his voice on radio and, you know, get used to the idea. So he was reluctant and, you know, I said, listen, do this, read the flyer and do the greetings. And he slowly started doing them and, you know, start to pick up a vibe. The f same flyers, I would say to him, hey, why don't you take these flyers home? Let's say it's a dance that's gonna happen in three weeks. It, I don't want to be reading it um, week after week. You you take them home, record them, and uh, you make the commercial. Then we come back and you, we play them on the radio. Again, he was reluctant and uh, <laughs> I insisted and he, started to take the flyers home and he would record them, make commercials, bring them back. And slowly but surely, I was grooming him to get to know his voice and listen to his voice. And he started doing well. So eventually I said to him, uh, why don't you now do the greetings live? Like, you know, when someone calls you and you do the shout out. Shout out to Michael in Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. And then he started doing that. And as time went on, you know, he got better and better. And, you know, he was able now to read commercials, live commercials, do greetings. And, of course, you know, he has his 15 minutes where he would uh, play, his, do his mix. After months, he has basically become like a, a co-host. I would, you know, I would um, let him be a co-host with me but I wanted to go further with him so this is what I came up with couple of times when I thought he was ready to really host the entire show he didn't think so but I thought he was ready I would call him in the evening and I say yo by the way the person I'm talking about is Chris 
the Dubmaster, now known as Dubmaster Chris. I would say, Chris, you know, I have an emergency. I have to go to Jamaica and I um, can't do the show. So, listen, come by the house. I'll put the program together, commercials and so on. And, and he would like try to fight it that he's not ready. He said, listen, brethren, I have to go to Jamaica and I have nobody else. And in those days, going to Jamaica in the evening, you would have to take a flight to Miami. I'm from Miami to Jamaica. In the mornings, Air Jamaica and American Airline, they leave out um, in the morning. So there's no other flight from Jamaica, from New York to Jamaica, only in the mornings in those days. So I would tell him, go by the house, pick up my bag with records and commercials and the program log. He would do that the first night. I, um, I, was, I was really home. I was home. He came by, pick up the stuff like six, seven o'clock in the evening, and I was home listening to him, and I'm like, yes, yes. First night, he was a bit shaky, because he was nervous, and, you know, can he, you know, do the entire show? Over the next couple of weeks, I would do the same thing. Chris, I got to go to Jamaica. Sometimes I go by my friend's house, just listening to him on the radio. The next thing you know, he, 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 had, um, he had become my co-host and you know I could call in sick anytime and he would be ready to do the show. This went on for about three years he was with me. By 1993 I had a dispute with, with Otto Miller from WNWK. Otto Miller had accused us one morning that we they missed an headphone and they, they are saying that one of our guys I taken this headphone so I was let go went to Jamaica that episode is already there but while I was on break I got a call from Prince Galunda another disc jockey over WNWK but this time he got a, a call from KISS FM and they wanted to give him Sunday evening program I think 7 to 10 or something like that but Prince Galunda wanted a selector so he called Chris and Chris told him Prince Galunda need to check with me because you know he can he chris considered me the person you know in charge of the radio part of him so prince kalunda called me and he was like yo Clinton, man your boy is crazy and i'm saying my boy who that he said your boy chris the master i'm saying what, what happened now i call him man for tell him man i want him to be with me and kiss fm and he's telling me i need to get the okay from you. I said, well, you know, some people have integrity, brethren. He said, Prince was like, my other guys, them, I call them, they'll be, they'll be right there. I said, yeah, but, you know, Chris, obviously Chris is not like that because he's telling you, you need to call me to get, you know, my permission. So I said, listen, I'm not on the radio now and I'm not going to deny Chris uh, the opportunity to be over at KISS FM. So I will tell him it's okay to go. And I did call Chris and I told him, No nah man, I'm not on the radio now, so go ahead, spread your wings and go co-host with Prince Kalunda. So he started with Prince Kalunda for the many years, three, four years they were together on KISS FM. You know, I came back to New York by January 94, got back on Dublin WK for for the time. While I was at Dublin WK, he was over by Kiss FM and I think also he got a slot over by Ira Jam Radio. 
where he is today and as we speak October 2021 Chris Dubmaster is one of the biggest voices one of the most popular radio personality in New York City and I'm so very proud of him because I remember how he got started and it was my pleasure to train him and have him out there now as one of the most listened to radio disc jockeys in New York City I know now you know thank you for watching and uh, until next time continue uh, telling people about now you know continue spreading the word and subscribing until next time take care Bring up the biggest set of artists from Jamaica Like Supercat and Mr. Early be the doctor Only for artists, no for them he can remember Who can remember when him used to keep Jamaica The kind of show that used to give out no for water To reggae 